They go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I'm, of course, the regular host, Chris McPherson, and today I'm joined by another one of our Bachelor of the Year nominees for League Castle, a uh, man who fawns about in, in bright pink on a regular occurrence. Uh, he's none other than uh, the man who uh, likes to be dubbed the uh, Mudgy Coal Miner, uh, Nathan Everly, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Chris. And yourself? Yeah, well, thanks, mate. Thanks for jumping on the show, leading into finals, mate. It's a good time of year. Yeah, well, the best time of year. The pressure's on. Let's see, uh, hopefully, the best teams can come out on top. Yeah, that's right. And hopefully, uh, us men in pink guess good, I suppose. That's the key. I suppose. Guess good, good guys. I suppose it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why the sponsors are there. Uh, Great sponsors, too. They've been with the referees for a long time, the good guys. Speaking of sponsors, of course, a big thanks to our sponsors for the show. Uh, None other than Newey Threads. Check out their range online on their website or via their Facebook page. And, of course, Textbet. Uh, as I like to say, Nathan, if you're going to donate your money to a bookie, you may as well donate to a local. Exactly right. And a great yep. bunch of guys. Uh, Gareth Wozick, formerly from down your neck of the woods, and a, a former Bar TV uh, cult hero, so he tells me. <laughs> cult hero. Yeah. Bring, well, back, bring back Pete Jolly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's in the ranks of New South Wales now doing all their President's Cup and things. We might leave that at that. Uh, mate, um, what's going on in the wonderful world of refereeing? Uh, you've, uh, you're doing a bit of reserve grade this weekend, I understand. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to uh, snag myself a reserve grade elimination semi-final this weekend. And Chris, obviously yourself, running a B-grade game. So yeah, there'll be, be pl- plenty plenty of good games this weekend, mate. And yeah, both uh, pretty happy with where we've ended up for the time being. Uh, mate, uh, you'll be right there. You've got the experience of Tony Spanner-Adams running with you. Speaking of cult heroes. Yeah, I've got to go and get the day pass to get him out of the nursing home. But, you know, it's, it's a man that's probably got 10,000 experienced games. So should be good. Yeah, well, mate, um, you, you've got to get a, a release pass from the correctional facility to make sure your ankle bracelet can come <laughs> off because uh, Maitland Oval is very close proximity to some other venues. But anyway, we'll leave that enough said, hey? Mate, we might uh, might actually talk some footy, I reckon. What do you reckon? Oh, sounds like a pretty good day. All right, mate. We might start uh, with the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. And, of course, they've had the weekend off after the regular season. And we did last episode, well, we, I, fired through those fixtures. But we'll start... Uh, We'll have a look at the ladies' games first, mate. Uh, we might have a look at the women's tackle, the Newcastle Knights women's tackle competition. And uh, it's uh, the Aberglass and Ants that come in as the minor premiers in this one. And uh, they'll take on last year's premiers first up. This is going to be an interesting one. Aberglass and taking on Berkeley Vale. Uh, now, before we do get into all the games, there is four venues this weekend for the uh, Newcastle and Hunter. Kicking off 9.30 at Waratah, five games there. St. John, Malibula and Lakeside all with four ga- four games each kicking off at 10 o'clock. So if you are going to head down, make sure you do adhere to the ground managers and the security and all the COVID rules that you need to. Uh, there is limitations still on crowds, so be smart. If you're going down to support a team, get down, watch your club, and then get out so that people can support their clubs as well. Try not to, I guess, loiter for a full day, mate. Um, it's pretty key if we want to get through these finals without having uh, clubs, leagues, anyone else find uh, that we, we play by the rules. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. You know, five hundred people in a crowd. You know, some some of the bigger clubs that have got two t- two or three teams playing at one venue on one day, even that's a struggle for itself. Certainly going to be a challenge. And um, yeah, look, 
the uh, guys that are now on the league border. Certainly going to be busy just sorting out the numbers and different bits and pieces. But again, if everyone does the right thing, it'll enable majority of people to be able to go and follow their fans. Uh, a couple of the venues this week will be live streamed through Bar TV. I believe that's Waratah Oval and St John Oval. Uh, and then from next week on, all games will be live streamed. So if, you, if you're in doubt as to whether or not you should go, maybe just watch the live streams in the current COVID environment. We are hoping that you know restrictions may change in the next, um, what, 16 days before the before the Newcastle and Hunter Grand Finals. And the Newcastle Rugby League Finals have got a bit more of a, a leeway. They're playing at Maitland Sports Ground. But, um, yeah, I guess just follow the COVID plans, follow the instructions if you're down there. And if you do get asked to move on once your team's played, don't make a big song and dance. We'll get into it, mate. Um, as I said, the qualifying final, the winner of this in the women's tackle will go through to the grand final in a, a fortnight's time, Saturday the 24th. Uh, the venues for grand finals will be uh, St. John and Raymond Terrace. Which games are where will be confirmed. But uh, Aberglassen, the minor premiers taking on Berkeley Vale. Uh, not a lot separated these two teams during the year. Mate, uh, the Ants, they've been the improvers this year and look, they've, they're strong in the women's game. But uh, Berkeley Vale, you can never write them off the defending premiers. No, I've been fortunate enough to ref a few of the women's tackle games and, you know, Berkeley Vale's been strong for a number of years. So for Aberglassen to get the minor premiership this year, it's, you know, it's quite a fair nudge from those ladies. Yeah, they both both uh, pipped each other once. Unfortunately, Berkeley Vale and Moritar had a rescheduled game which couldn't be replayed, which is probably the deciding factor. Uh, otherwise, we may have come down to four and against, um, which might have nudged it to Berkeley Vale. But either way, these two were the... The standout top two sides and and just and rightly so play each other with a chance to go through to the grand final. Uh, you, you've seen a little bit of this competition over the last couple of years. Obviously, we've seen Aberglassen building this year. Who's your tip here? Is it going to be the Ants or the Panthers going through first? Um, I'm going to back Berkeley Vale going through here. Just the fact that they've been there and done it so many times before. The surely the experience factor alone should get them through to the grand final. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. The other thing that'll be interesting too is there'll be a few of the Aberglassen girls that'll uh, be coming off. Um, the tag game, um, which they'll play back to back, as well as I know a couple of their girls also play for uh, a couple of girls in their tackle side play for uh, grade sides in the Monarch Blues tag. So I'm not sure what'll happen with availability. I know one or two I think might play for Maitland, um, which will obviously again potentially clash. Like they're not going to get down because Maitland are playing on the Saturday. So might be interesting to see. And yeah, I, I certainly think that'll be the case. Uh, the other game is the elimination game. This one will be, again, at Waratah Oval, 5.30. It's the last game of the day. Uh, it'll almost be under lights in daylight savings. Uh, Waratah Mayfield taking on Raymond Terrace. So, again, Raymond Terrace is a bit like Aberglass. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. They've got the tag and the tackle both in the finals. Uh, only one competition point separated these two sides this year, but Waratah much stronger in the clashes that these two sides had. So, it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, look, you think the Cheetahs enter this one as warm favourites? Yeah, definitely be back in... Waratah, my old club, surely be back in them home. Your old club, mate. Uh, they'll certain, and they'll have the uh, good fortune of having their men playing before them. So I'm sure the boys will hang around, and uh, you know Tim Christie, especially if they've had a win and they got the week off, he'll be about ten cans deep by kickoff, I reckon. Oh, Timmy, the most vocal man in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Yes, well, mate. Um, Bar TV, there, he, he might uh, back himself first try score. He likes to step up for the Bar TV games, but anyway, we'll get to the B grade in a little while, uh, mate. We'll jump in. From there, onto the ladies' league tag B grade again. Four-team finals, so I know we didn't touch on this before, but any of the competitions that had six or less teams have a four-team finals, which will be qualifier, eliminator, prelim next week, and then the grand final. Uh, the six-team finals have got a bit of a different structure where they'll have three semifinals and there's no weeks off, but there is a double bite um, for the highest-ranked loser. 
So, again, this one, a four-team final series. Uh, the minor premiers and the runaway minor premiers short, and they only dropped one game during the year, which was the second last round, the penultimate round against Hamilton. They take on Dungog. Dungog snuck into second uh, with a couple of good results in the last couple of rounds. And, uh, look, the uh, the Warriors played in the... Uh, in one of the tag grand finals last year, they came up against Stroud and uh, they're back there again in the big dance and they'll, they'll back themselves um, in the semifinals now. So, you know, can they get through and have the week off or will it be short and it'll be too strong under the, uh, the tutelage of, of Mrs. Uh, NCRLRA chairman, Jake White? Uh, I'll put it this way. They've been the best, the two best teams in the ladies league tag B grade this season. So it should be a very strong competitive game. I'm backing uh, Taylor Shy, first try scorer. Right, so um, so you got uh, you got the Devils going through, Devils going through with the week off there, mate. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be hard, as I said, to back against them. They led in seventy points all year, including that one loss. So um, yeah, certainly not um, not a lot of defensive uh, issues there. They're quite strong in defence, and um, when you allow, as I said, that uh, they've only had the one loss, you'd have to think that uh, Shortland are going warm favourites. Dungog with four losses to their name, so um, we'll be eyeing that one. And uh, in the other game, it'll be. Malabula, who were up there around the top of the table for the majority of the season, but slid down and almost found themselves, they had to win their last game to qualify. They'll take on the, the new entrance, the Hamilton Ducks. They started slowly, but I think they won something like four out of their last six, uh, including a draw. And uh, look, we all know the uh, social aspect that the Hamilton club likes to keep around, and the girls do well as well. They like to have a boat race after their games, but... Uh, this one will be an interesting one. Connie Buckley and the Malibula Panthers will be right up for this, and they'll be uh, very aware of the elimination factor of this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the upset. I'm backing Hamilton this year, being that they're the only team that's beaten Shortland. So, fingers crossed they can get done, because everyone likes to see a boat race. Yeah, well, they, they are, they are the, the bit of the dark horses. I said they've finished well, they've found form, and, and really started to gel, so... I look forward to seeing what they can do over the next coming years as well because I think they'll only go from strength to strength as their men's side have. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. But I think the Ducks in a close one too. I think I think there'll be plenty of points on offer here, maybe something like 26-22. Uh, we'll jump in now to the Ladies League Tag A grade. Uh, now, again, this is one of those competitions that's got six team finals. So it's first versus sixth, second versus fifth, third versus fourth, and then uh, the... Winners all go through, the three winners, and then the highest-ranked loser. So there's a bit of uh, mathematical permutations you've got to figure out depending on who wins and who, you know, what, where an upset might fall that, um, that sees it through. The only guaranteed is if first loses, they are guaranteed a second bite at the cherry, and then you know first win and so on, it goes down the ladder until, um, yeah, basically, as I said, the only guarantee, first they've got a second bite at the cherry, and six if they lose, they're out there. They're your two guarantees, um, and then it just goes from there, I guess. Uh, so we've got uh, first versus six, the runaway minor premiers, Aberglass and Ants, absolutely dominated this competition this year. 418 points for, 14 points against in their uh, 10 games this year. So miles clear. Uh, no one got really too close to them uh, and no one has for a couple of years. So Greta Brankson, just the one win and they've got a tough first up encounter here. 9.30 at Waratah Oval, they kick off the day. Taking on the, the Lady Ants in the tag, mate, um, you'd have to suspect this is uh, probably going to be a bit of one-way traffic. Yeah, it's it's probably not the way that you want to start your semi-final campaign coming against the reigning premiers who in 10 games have only conceded 14 points. So, No, certainly not. It'll be interesting for Aberglass. And they finished the season with the Bice. They've had two weeks off as well. So uh, they might be glad that it's not a 14-final uh, a seri- uh, series where they have another buy. But, look, they'd be... 
if you're setting markets now, you know, our great mates at Tex, but if they're putting some price up, I'm sure Aberglassen would be about a dollar six to win this premiership. It'd be something yeah, something very spectacular if someone did upset them. I mean we always like the underdogs here, Nev, but yeah, you'd have to think the ants would be far too strong. The other two games are certainly interesting one. Fingal Bay, they ho- uh, host Raymond Terrace. I use that term host loosely because they do play at Raymond Terrace, but they are the higher-ranked side. Fingal Bay finishing second uh, on the ladder on 18 competition points, just one win behind Aberglassen. And uh, Raymond Terrace, look, they're up and about, and uh, they've uh, they've finished the season pretty well, but uh, they're going to have their work cut out as well. Fingal Bay, in this, in, I guess it's a bit of a... Almost a Nelson Bay derby, uh, the northern northeastern corner of our uh, of our competition. Yeah, battle of the Port Stephen Sharks. Yeah, correct. So uh, who do you like here, mate? Is it going to be the Bombies? And uh, well, mate, I don't I don't want to bias you, but one of our judges in the League Castle Bachelor of the Year does play for the Fingal Bay Bomboras. One plays for Stroud, who we'll get to in a second as well. So you know, but they're not going to hear this before they judge. So don't don't think you're getting any favours uh, from tipping them. Okay, well. Either way, I've seen Fingal play a few times this year and I'll definitely be backing them to upset Raymond Terrace on the weekend. Well, I don't think it's upset if second beats fifth, but yes, yeah, so I think I think the Bombies will be going into this as uh, lukewarm favourites and uh, they'll fancy themselves even against Raymond Terrace at Raymond Terrace. The final one, this one's an interesting one. University, they started the season pretty slowly. Uh, they had those couple of games where um, they weren't able to field aside due to COVID um, and then they've come home with a, with an absolute wet sail, uh, finishing the season quite well and uh, getting their way up into fourth. Uh, that included a couple of wins uh, over Stroud and Fingal Bay in the final uh, three rounds. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, as I said, three. it was only uh, last round that 34-12 University beat Stroud at Stroud. They now play at Malibula. Is it going to be the She Horses or is it going to be the Raiders that'll get this one up? Mate, uh, it's, it'll be. It's probably the toughest game to pick in the league tag this weekend. You know, Stroud have been uh, playing decent, but as you said, Uni's been in form. So, uh, I'm, I'm I'm tipping the she horses for this one, Chris. Right, yeah. So I'll, um, they've been there in the big dance the last couple of years with Aberglass, and they'll fancy their chances. They're going to have to do it the hard way from fourth. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, it'll be interesting, and and it'll be the other thing to be interesting of. If uh, those sides do win that we've tipped, the loser of this game will stay alive, which, you know, come next week, they're going to have a big task. And certainly you'd be eyeing that and going, yeah, we're going to have a second bite of the cherry. But if you do lose, you're 99.9% going to play up a glass in next week. So you probably want to avoid them to the big dance. So it's going to be a key one. It is going to be 11.45 at Malibula. As I said, it's the second game up there at Malibula following on from the Ladies League Tag B-grade, B-grade game between Malibula and Hamilton. So... It'll be an interesting one, and yeah, look, I think University might be a little bit too strong, but don't write off Stroud. They've got a fairly well-performing side that's been together for a couple of years. Again, they played in that grand final against Dungog last year. Both sides played in a grand final last year, so they know how to handle high-pressure football. Yeah, and I think Chapo coming through as their coach will definitely have a few tips and tidbits on how to play finals football. And look look at all the spare time he's got to uh, prep them now that he's retired, the old, the old stage, eh? Oh, it's only taken 50 years, but he's finally done it. Yeah, exactly, mate. Uh, he's played more games than you and I have watched, I think, so... Um, I see uh, it'll be interesting to see the actual numbers. I wonder if he's got a, uh, a spreadsheet tracking all of those and uh, it'd have to be well into the 500s, maybe even six or seven. Oh, I'd, I'd say when he started, it wouldn't wouldn't be a spreadsheet to be on his abacus. So yeah, oh, mate, it's just on a, on a slate with a chisel. But, um, yes, anyway, he was back there in 1908 playing with Daly Messenger, I think, young chaps. But mm. uh, we might move on, mate, and we'll get into now the Newcastle Cut and Drill D-grade competition. And, 
The first of these semi-finals again sees a Shortland side heading in against Wanji. That'll be at St John Oval, 11:45 p.m. This is the elimination semi-final. Uh, Wanji played almost an elimination semi-final of their own in the final round, having to knock off Lampton, New Lampton, the Dogs and Rats to uh, qualify. The winner of that game came through, and it was Wanji. They'll now take on Shortland. Shortland, I believe, have had a few injuries and uh, might be a little light on numbers, but it'll be interesting to see. Wanji have got a couple of strike players, but um, if they can shut down the couple of key players in the likes of Caleb Gerrard, uh, who was in the wildfire squad at the start of un- Rugby Union, for those that uh, do a bit of cross-code info, um, then look, Shortland will probably head into this as warm favourites, but uh, Wanji will fancy their strike chances uh, and uh, look, be looking for the upset. Yeah, well, if Wanji can get off to a good start with a couple of early tries with their strike weapons coming home, you'd be backing them. So I'm going to be backing Wanji this weekend. Going to go with the Warriors uh, and the minor premiers, Katara. They will take on Kersley. They play at Lakeside Sporting Complex, 1.30pm. The winner earns themselves a week off uh, to go through to the big dance. Now, these sides did clash in the final round of the competition uh, with the minor premiership on the line and, and Qatar will take some confidence from their 22-20 to 20 win on the road to Kersley. Uh, but um, as you can see, they're very little separating them, mate. Uh, is it going to be the Crushers to get the upset and, and get the week off or will it be uh, the Katara Bears through to a big dance? It's been a while since a premiership for those boys out at Katara. Oh, I'd like to see Katara get up, you know, being the... A few years ago, 2017, where they lost in the big dance to Dudley in the B-grade grand final. It'll be nice to see them back to uh, hopefully take the chocolate tone this year. Yeah, certainly be interesting. And I uh, wouldn't be just surprised if these sides uh, end up clashing again in another fortnight's time for the third time in five weeks for the big silverware. Now we'll jump into the C-grade. And, and this is a bit of an interesting one. And it's probably a bit of a point of contention. The minor premiers, Budgie Boy, 11.45. They have to travel up to Raymond Terrace to take on sixth place Raymond Terrace. Unfortunately, because of the scheduling and the teams that put in their tenders for finals early, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But uh, look, they're undefeated minor premiers, clear by two games at the top of the ladder. They're a strong side. If they can keep their discipline in order, um, Brooke Roach and his boys are going to have a, a fair bit of work cut out for them to try and run over the top of this red-hot Budgie Boy Bulldogs outfit. Mm, Budgie Boy, uh, very strong last year in C-grade as well, so I'd uh, definitely be backing them. And, you know, I like Brooke, I like Brooke Roach, but I think it's going to be a very tough afternoon. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I, um, I, I happened to referee Raymond Terrace in the final round against Morissette. Brooke Roach had about three minutes on the field. Unfortunately, he had a bit of a groin injury, so hopefully he's managed to fix that up uh, with the week's rest and is raring to go because uh, from 10 metres out, he's hard to stop the old war horse. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Look, if Raymond Terrace go all cylinders firing, we've seen them. They knocked off Hamilton a few weeks ago, so they can do it. But, look, they're going to need Budgerway to probably be a, a step off the pace and um, be firing on all cylinders to get this one done. The uh, the next up semi is second place Swansea. They came up from they started the season in D grade. They finished well. They were the only side to hold Budgeway to a draw. Um, they actually had a kick from the sideline in their game out at Swansea to win the game and couldn't convert it. Uh, so finished with a draw. They take on Dungog now. Dungog, look, they finished a fair way off the pace here, but on their day they've certainly challenged some of the sides. And um, you know you'd be a brave man to write them off. And if there's an upset here this week, this could be it. Uh, these sides are. Look, Dungog managed to beat them 24-4 to uh, only a few weeks ago up at Bennett Park. So they've shown they can do it. And, uh, yeah, so is it going to be Swansea or are you going to tip the, the upset in the Warriors to get the win uh, here at uh, St. John Oval at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I'm going to be tipping the upset here. I'm backing Dungog to come home. 
You're going with the upset, the Dungog Warriors. Well, that'll be interesting because that'll really throw a cat amongst the pigeons with the permutations of uh, who gets the second bite at the cherry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, certainly an interesting one. And, look, this next game is quite possibly, for me, one of the probably two matches of the round in the men's games. There's been very little separating them. It was 12-6 when they played out at Morissette in round three. They then clashed again in round seven. And it was 20-12 to in favour of the Bulls against the Ducks at uh, the Duck Pond there at Learmonth Park. This time they travel all the way up to Malaboola, and it's the Hamilton Ducks who finished third, taking on Morissette who finished fourth. This will be a physical game. I, uh, I refereed the first encounter, and there was not much between them, but Morissette will fancy their chances here of uh, knocking over the highly favoured Ducks. And look, if Swansea do get beat by Dungog, this game becomes an elimination game. So we could see that one of these two sides is not with us in week two of the finals. Yeah, it certainly makes for uh, quite cracking football, especially at a neutral venue all the way up at Malibu. Like a long trip for Morissette, but hopefully the Bulls can get up here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The Ducks will, uh, you know, they'll have plenty of uh, support from the uh, the neutrals. They are popular. The uh, what do they call themselves? The drinking club that plays a bit of footy. Uh, the Bulls, though, they've managed to uh, build together a pretty good roster. Uh, a couple of guys from the coast have come up, and, and Reese Ryan, who's, who's running the show, is doing really well with them there. Jake Lawrence could be a real key for Hamilton. Uh, obviously, that experience of having played country under-23s. He's played first grade at, at South Newcastle as well. But both sides quite strong across the paddock, both big physical forward packs with some back lines that have got some punch in them. So this one will be well worth the trip up to Malibula if you're heading up there. So, mate, uh, who's your tip on this one? Yeah, I'm back on Morissette on neutral ground. They've beaten them twice this year. It's it it'd be hard to tip against them. They just beat them the once, but yeah. So aggregate score though twenty six twenty four between the two games. So not much separating these two. And uh, look, it'll be it'll be a cracking game. Uh, both sides pretty disciplined as well. So it'll be good to watch. Uh, but that's the C grade competition. We'll get on next to the sorry the chase the energy C grade. Uh, we'll move on next to the Sonali Sports Newcastle and Hunter B grade. This one is a four-team final series, so we will have the grand final qualifier and the elimination final. Both games at Waratah Oval, it's back-to-back. We'll start with the early game, the elimination final. Aberglassen taking on Walls End Maryland, and uh, Aberglassen will certainly be hoping that they're much improved from the final round of the competition when they took on Walls End Maryland out at the Grange and went down 48-14, to which saw Walls End Maryland clinch fourth place and eliminate Malibula. Uh, I would certainly expect there to be a bit more fight in the ants this time. But, uh, mate, as I'm the man in the middle on this one, I'll let you do the talking here. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a good um, a good game. Last two weeks ago at uh, Grange Oval, it's uh, charity day for Wall's End, so they very much turned on a very physical performance against Averglassen and managed to get up 48-14. to 14. So I would imagine they'll be able to follow that form through in the first week of the semis here. So you're tipping the Tigers? I'm tipping the Tigers here, mate. Yeah, it'll certainly be an interesting one. Both sides have um, had some up and down form and I think it'll be whoever can turn up with their best roster firing on the day. Certainly going to be warm. That fitness might be an interesting challenge as well. One o'clock on a Saturday, uh, probably in the high 20s, you'd think. Yeah, for sure. The other game is the uh, clash between the minor premiers, Waratah, and the second-placed Dudley Magpies. Dudley started the season quite slowly. They came back, took the lead with a couple of rounds to go, stumbled late with... Uh, a loss which saw them slip down behind Waratah uh, by two competition points. That loss was, of course, um, to Aberglassen themselves, uh, who finished third. 
But uh, these sides, they've uh, they've played twice this year, and both times Dudley have got the chocolates, and both times reasonably comfortably, but Waratah have had a couple missing each time. So an aggregate score of 78-30, to 30, which probably belies how strong the Waratah cheaters really are uh, when they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm certainly backing Timmy Christie as uh, first try scorer here. He, he likes to think he's a... Well, loves a bit of bar TV, yeah. does Timothy. He thinks he's a strike weapon in the centres, but we'll see how he goes. I'm still trying to get clarification on who scored more tries this year, Tim Christie or Jason Savin. Like, Savo's been uh, firing on all cylinders. He scored a hat-trick in one of the games I had them earlier in the year in the first half. Like, I haven't seen Tim Christie pull out one of those yet, so it might, might be the time for him to step up. But uh, Dudley have got a pretty strong side. A couple of Philippines international in the uh, Clark boys and... Uh, now, quite a strong forward pack and, you know, their captain coach or their coach, Terry Collins, and you've got Nathan Tuckerman at 5'8". But uh, when you look at Waratah and they've got, um, you know, some of those stars as well and, uh, you know, genuine stars, you know, the likes of Jerome Haynes and these sorts of players playing for them, it's uh, it's it's going to be a good game, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's certainly hard to write off the first grade experience that Waratah have in their outfit. So it should be a very, very good encounter of rugby league. Certainly will, uh, and worth it uh, to head down there. As I said, uh, five games. Aberglassen featuring in the first three at Waratah Oval, and then Waratah in the last two um, with those B-grade games there. So, uh, yeah, it'll certainly be worth the price of admission. I think the final's still only $5, so if you can sneak your way into that 500-person crowd um, to support your side, whoever your chosen club is, it's well worth it. But this is the stuff that uh, puts the bums on seats. It's the... Win Network A-grade competition. Uh, it's been shrouded in some controversy and we'll probably give that a nice wide berth today. But uh, it is a six-team final series. Uh, West snuck their way in in sixth place uh, last round with a win over University and, and they'll have the daunting task of taking on the high-flying Dora Creek Swampies first up. Uh, I think it's just probably a matter here of uh, by how much, isn't it? St. John Oval, 4.15 on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be a very good cracking game of football. Last time I watched Dora Creek play, I saw Royce Jeffries score four tries in the first 18 minutes. So he's a, he's their go-to strike weapon. If he's on and if he's scoring tries early in that first quarter, it's going to be a very long day for a Dave Dryden-led Western Suburbs outfit. Yeah, it certainly will be. But uh, look, you know, the one thing you know about the likes of the seasoned veterans like Dave Dryden and Mick Deacon, you know, Luke Pullman, Clint Davies that are at West is... They won't give up without a fight. I know they've had some some big scores put on them, but they'll um, they'll be up for this and they'll have a red hot crack. But I just I just don't see how they beat Dora Creek. Uh, the other games second is Thornton taking on Glendale, who finished fifth up at Malabula. It'll be a three forty five kickoff up there to crown the day at Malabula Sporting Complex. And uh, Pat Robards and his Bears will be up and about. They've uh, unfortunately had to forfeit their final round game. It's been interesting. They haven't played either of the sides that were running just behind them and just in front of them uh, in Westwall's End formerly and now Dora Creek, who were the, who were the minor premiers undefeated. Uh, so they're a little bit of a dark horse, a little bit unknown, Thornton. And, um, you know, I don't think Paddy Robards will mind that. They've got some good players there, Dent and Hanford in the halves, uh, you know, some good forwards up front as well and a bit of punch on the outside with the likes of Symington. So uh, that's said, Glendale, the experience of, of Forbes and Slee. Uh, Steve Slee's been around for, for a little bit. Um, you know, add in Matt Hay out wide and Brendan Hay as well. Uh, you know, and they've got some some uh, deceptive front rails up front. They won't be a walkover for the Bears, but uh, look, the Bears, it, you know, you'd think they'd head into this, probably a double-digit favourite. Yeah, I'd certainly be backing the Bears. Paddy Robards and Tyler Carter leading their forward back around the park. It certainly makes for 
a very, very tough day if you want to play a, f- a physical battle in the forwards with Thornton. Certainly does, um, but it, you know they won't they won't shy away from it. The uh, the Gorillas forwards, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think Thornton would be pretty confident of heading through to week two of the finals. Uh, unfortunately, a loss there for Glendale would see them eliminated. Uh, next up, the third versus fourth game. It is the new boys to our competition, the Northern Lakes Warriors, uh, featuring former NRL player Cade Snowden, led by Jason McKenzie, the former Lakes United and Wyong Roos Newcastle Rugby League Premiership winner. Taking on the Fingal Bay Bomboras, they started out in B grade and after a few reshuffles found their way into A grade and they certainly have far from disgraced themselves, Fingal Bay. Uh, we haven't seen these sides clash yet. Fingal Bay couldn't get the, the numbers to make the road trip down to Northern Lakes only a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you can bet your bottom dollar, Nathan Everly, that the uh, Bomboras will turn up for this one just down the road at Lakeside Sporting Complex. It's a bit of a trek for Northern Lakes, but uh, both sides will fancy their chances here and the good news for them is if the uh, top two sides do win, the loser will live to fight another day, but it will be up against more than likely Dora Creek Swampies. Yeah, it certainly makes for uh, whoever whoever wins this weekend, it's definitely going to be a sigh of relief not having to go in to play Dora next week. So uh, it's going to be a tough game, but I, I'm going to back the experience of North Lakes here. Yeah, it'd certainly be interesting to see. Um, and look, you know, you're going to have to beat everyone, but you'd certainly uh, rather try and make your way to the grand final and see Dora Creek there if, you, if that's where you're going to see them than... Uh, have to worry about trying to knock them off the week before. But, you know, anything's possible in finals football. All you've got to do from here is string together three wins. It sounds nice and easy when I put it like that, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds like even you and I could do it, but, you know, we couldn't even win the referees Olympics. So, yeah, enough said about that, hey? Yeah, well, yeah. It's funny how all the... Uh the young team managed to find $50 notes to bribe the judges, but we'll leave that alone for now. Well, it just pre- prepaid a lot of Uber fares with Pav, that's all. <laughs> uh, so that wraps up the uh, Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League uh, semi-finals, mate. There's, as I said, four grounds, plenty to um, certainly take in at each of the venues. So if your side is playing, get down there again. I know I'm harping on, but make sure you do follow the COVID regulations. We might take a little bit of a break, Nathan Everly, and we'll, we'll come back with the... Uh, A-plus contracting rugby league first grade for the Newcastle Rugby League as well as the uh, Tui's Cup fixtures for the lower grades as well. All right, we're back again for the Newcastle Rugby League portion of our show, the second of three segments. Of course, make sure you do hang around for the third segment. It will be the judging of the League Castle Bachelor of the Year. We'll have our Lovely female judges who will, um, you know, put me to shame. I'll be the uh, thorn amongst roses, un- unlike where, where I currently am, whereas, you know, we're just t- two mud paintings here sitting together, myself and uh, <laughs> the fine specimen that is Nathan Everly. Mate, uh, welcome back. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for having me. Uh, no worries. It's been uh, good to have a bit of your insight on the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. And I know you'll be a little bit restricted as you're officiating in the Newcastle Rugby League finals, but we'll have a bit of a chat about those. We might just run through the uh, the fixtures first of all. We have the first versus fourth games will be played on Sunday the 11th at Maitland Sports Ground, but Saturday the 10th we'll see our second and third all-games elimination, uh, just a two-week final series in the Newcastle Rugby League. And first of all, in the Monarch Blues tag, we have the Maitland Pickers taking on Central Newcastle. This one will be certainly an interesting game. Uh, plenty between the two, and uh, look, both sides at their best Um uh, more than capable of winning this competition, but they just haven't been able to reel in the minor premiers who um, will will play on Sunday. Also in the under 19s, and this one will be this one will be a juicy encounter. Central and Maitland again. Central finishing second in the 19s. 
uh, taking on Maitland. Uh, this one will be a really good clash there at 11.30 uh, in the reserve grade. A Wyong side that have started like a house on fire. They've probably slowed up a little bit towards the back end of the season. And they take on Lakes in the most senior of the Lake sides to make the finals. That'll be at 1.30. But the big one, this is the one we want to have a talk about, mate. 3.30, Cessnock taking on Wes. Uh, second taking on third. Now, I've seen both these sides at close quarters the last two weeks. You would have seen them both earlier in the year. West, have, you know, again, slow starters to the year, but they've built up really well. Cessnock have been pretty consistent throughout the year, and uh, it'll be interesting to see West coming off the bye. Cessnock absolutely put Lakes to the sword last week, and uh, look, Todd Edwards will have the boys fired up, as will Senor Lowry down at the uh, the bird's nest at Harker there, and uh, they meet pretty much in the middle at Maitland Sports Ground. Yeah, it should be a uh, very tough game. You know, most people wouldn't think that, you know, grand final rematch, but with the amount of players that left West last year, it, it almost doesn't seem like the grand final rematch. Um, but the form that Cessnock's been in coming into the finals, it, it should make for very scintillating football. Certainly will. It'll be an interesting one. Um, West, you know, and Cessnock both in good form. West knocked off the previously undefeated ladder leaders only two weeks ago down at Harker Oval. And uh, look, if they can continue with that sort of form again. I think I think the stat that I heard uh, the other day was playing in that game against Wong. They held up Wong seven times over the line. Six or seven was the number. So that that defensive steal uh, will certainly uh, bode them well. Um, and look, that game they beat Wong, Jade Porter may have well, may as well have played in a dinner suit in that game. So if he actually fires and, and starts taking the ball to the line a bit more and, and has one of his games where he really clicks, that could be um, good night nurse. And you know, it's elimination finals footy. Anything can happen, and that's where we sit. So it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, look, it'll be, again, 3.30 on Saturday at uh, Maitland Sports Ground. It'll be an absolute cracker. Uh, the Sunday games, mate, uh, this is where uh, they can all come out and check you out. You'll be refereeing the reserve grade semi-final, in the, uh, which we'll get to in a second, the local derby. But uh, South and West, speaking of the local derby, they clash in the ladies' league tag, first versus fourth. The only comp that South didn't finish fourth in, they finished first in, so they'll feature in all four grades on Sunday. So uh, there'll be plenty of uh, people in red and white. And, of course, we did touch on it earlier, but I think the number's 2,500 the crowd that they've been approved to have there at Maitland Sports Ground. So uh, feel free, again, make sure you follow the COVID rules, do the right thing, follow the instructions from the ground announcers, COVID marshals, ground managers, whoever else is there. Uh, be smart about it. If you don't need to hang around and, you know, it's starting to get close to capacity, then maybe roll on. But, you know, it'll be great to see. But uh, South and West in the ladies' league tag, this will be an absolute cracker. There's never any love lost between these two sides and the girls are no different. Uh, Lakes and Souths in the under-19s. This one, Lakes, very strong. Again, I saw them last Friday night up at Cessnock and they absolutely dismantled Macquarie. Haven't seen too much of South under-19s, but they're always strong through the juniors. Uh, but the reserve grade mate, uh, West and South, uh, no love lost there, and uh, you'll be you'll be chomping at the bit for this one on Saturday. Uh, local derby, and you know, first time I get to referee reserve grade semi final, so pretty special. So should be quite a good game of football. Certainly will. That West side there, quite strong as as always. West with plenty of depth through the grades, and uh, finally the first grade game. It is the minor premiers Wyong after they joined our competition one round in. They only lost the one game, the one we just touched on. Uh, look, where some of the other sides have blown some teams away, Wyong haven't really done that this year. Their for and against wasn't, you know, in the ilk of Cessnock or even South. South finished with plus 75, I think, something like that, plus 80. And uh, Wyong with, you know, for and against just in the 50s. So they did enough to get the, get the wins each round, but um, they weren't blowing sides off the paddock. So they're used to being in an arm wrestle, which suits finals football. 
um, and, and they'll fancy their chances. They've got a, a strong side, Wyong, and um, that's it as to South, but South's probably not the same South side that we've seen over the last couple of years. No, and it's interesting having the lack of experience in the front, missing Brendan Simpson, obviously, with COVID this year. Uh, but the, la- the last two times that South and Wyong have played, it's only been decided by two or four points. So it's going to make for a very close game of tough physical football on Sunday. Yeah, certainly not a lot. I think when they played down at Wong earlier in the year, Wong may have even uh, they may have won by five points. I think South may have led by a field goal, and then Wong scored on the bell uh, in the corner. Nico Mealy, if I'm not wrong, um, the son of Shrek, who you wouldn't expect to be a winger, but he is. He's got one son on the wing and one in the front row. You can tell who got dad's genes and who got mum's. Mm. But yeah, look, I think the one thing we're guaranteed, having seen you know the majority of these sides play over the last few weeks. Doesn't matter who wins this weekend; it's going to be an absolute belter. Don't don't let you know the conversation of you know this not being a traditional first grade. It's not the Tui's Cup. It's you know this OAS Tier One competition. It'll be well worth the price of admission next Sunday afternoon on the 18th of October to uh, head on down and watch whoever plays here, uh, whoever wins through in all these grades. There's been a really good standard of football. Uh, probably where we've seen a bit of a drop away has been in a couple of the lower teams in each of the grades, um, but the standard of football is quite good, especially the first grade in the 19s and the tag as well. The tag, I don't think they've really lost anything this year. Most of the girls have come back, so it'll be yeah, absolute cracker across the grades. But, uh, mate, um, thank you, I guess, for your insight today. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Run thank well. Um, enjoy what will undoubtedly be a, a nice uh, breezy Sunday afternoon at Maitland Sports Ground. At least it's not like the old days when the plovers would be dive-bombing you over on the... Uh, uh, the river side of the field. So, but again, yeah, both ga- both grounds, both days. Sorry, Maitland Sports Ground running for the Newcastle Rugby League four grades. Nine forty-five kickoff to start each day, finishing with the last game at three thirty. Got the four grounds running for Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. There might be, you know, we might be down into the dwindling end of the season, but it is heating up at the same time. It is, you know, in more ways than one. As we get warm outside, we don't traditionally have footy at this time of the year. Make the most of it as we head deep into the finals. We've got a couple of weeks left, and. Uh, yeah, enjoy your footy. Uh, make sure you get out. Make sure you do hang around. We will uh, wrap up the show with uh, the League Castle Bachelor Year where young Nathan Everly is one of our five contenders, mate. Now, look, it, just before we do wrap up, if you're pricing yourself up, where do, where do you rate yourself in, in terms of the uh, in terms of the odds in this one, mate? Um, you know, we've got uh, the uh, the larger-than-life Dwayne Sampson, the uh, artistic creative Matty Richards, and then we've got a couple of dark horses from the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, mate. Um where do you think you're sitting in the pecking order? You got yourself as uh, odds on favourite, or you're the uh, you're the fifty to one outsider, or somewhere in between. Uh, I like to think of myself as the fifty to one outsider, but the long shots. No, you're the lovable loser. The lovable loser. The long shots always pay off the most. Oh, they do when they win, but uh, it's few and far between. But uh, we will know more. The punters will know more by the time this podcast is released, and uh, we'll make sure to uh, yeah um, certainly uh, make it a big to-do of where you finish, mate. Uh, hopefully it can be a big week for you. Bachelor of the Year and uh, a reserve grade semi-final heading into hopefully a grand final next week. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so good weekend of footy and hopefully a good afternoon of bachelor hunting. Well, mate, if you're bachelor hunting, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, <laughs> on that note, we might wrap it up, mate. Uh, thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll take a spell and we'll be back with the League Castle Bachelor of the Year finalists and judging. Welcome back to League Castle. We are here for our inaugural Bachelor of the Year. Uh, I am joined by our lovely judges, Abby Rayner and Tani Milgate. Welcome to the show, girls. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Very excited. 
Yeah, it's very exciting. First time out of the block, so, you know, it's no pressure on you guys. So it's all on the boys here. They've put in their nominations and some of them have put a little bit more thought into them than others. Uh, some of them might have gone for the humorous angle. So it'd be interesting to see how you girls respond to some of these answers. And uh, hopefully at the end of it, we don't need to, um, you know, go to the tiebreakers and, uh, you know, get the boys on, on the video call and, you know, get some poses or something that could be out of control. So... <laughs> Uh, I know we had both you girls on the show uh, last week um, with a little bit of an intro, but I guess give us a bit of a rejig. Uh, might start with you, Abby. What what is what do you think are the qualities that'll that'll make a bachelor of the year? Um, I think especially you know coming because they are do all play footy. Um, definitely having good banter will absolutely win some good points from me. Um, someone who is you know all about having a good time. Um, someone who's trustworthy. And someone who's also, you know, willing to, um, you know, have a night with the boys, but still, you know, want to come home to you at the end of it. So find the balance. Yeah, I can be able to manage both the times. I know we talked about it the other day. You know, if they um, if they want to sign up for Stroud, then uh, that that works plus for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no one put that in there. So you know, and, n- and none of them are from Stroud or Central. So there's no no bias at least. What about you, Tani? Um, I think what Abby said. Um, you know, hardworking, loves footy. Obviously, all of them love footy, which is good. Um, hard working. Um, I think I just said that already. <laughs> <laughs> really um, hard working. <laughs> um, honest and just yeah, here for a good time. Yeah, no, that sounds. I, I think most of our bachelors will meet um, at least some of those criteria. So, I guess we might uh, we might jump into it. So, let's get into it. And let's judge some bachelors. Okay, so for the uh, sake of, uh, I guess, transparency without um, any bias, we're not going to include any names in this, so we'll refer to them as bachelors A through to E at the moment, Um, and then we'll uh, announce at the end who they are, and we're going to go through four rounds of questions. Each round, the girls will score out of ten each, and then we'll go back through and get their their scores at the end of each round for the five bachelors. Uh, So the first round, uh, we're going to go through four questions, uh, that will be very judgmental. It's their age, their club, their po- favoured position and their occupation. So it'll be interesting to see how you girls class these boys on their occupations and chosen position. Um, what are we leaning towards? You know, straight off the bat, are we thinking backs, forwards, you know, or just, you know, open ages, you know? What's, what's going to rate well here, do we think? Um, personally, for me, I'm probably thinking maybe a forward, someone who's, you know, got a bit of meat on their bones. A little bit more rugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, I'm thinking a back. Oh, it's a good balance, yeah. Yep. All right. You like someone that's Quick. a little bit uh, quicker between the ears rather than uh, throwing things around in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's probably the halves rather than the wingers, but... Uh, <laughs> True. Anyway, we'll jump into it. So, Bachelor A, he is... And most of put date of births here, so it's going to really test my math skills. He is 30 in May next year, so he's 29. Uh, he's single. That's a good start. Uh, he plays for Newcastle University. He uh, says here he's a lock forward. And he works in rail operations as a rail operations manager. So you can mm. you can make your classification there out of ten. It's very very age. judgmental. What are we thinking? It's a good age. Good age. Not a bad team. Not a bad team. Interesting. He's not a sh- at least he's not a thirty year old student at Newcastle University. <laughs> that's probably positive. <laughs> Has a good career by the looks of it. Yeah. Sounds of it. Yeah. It's got manager in the title. That's that's got to bode well. That's, that's serious. He's in charge of something. On the big bucks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think someone actually mentioned that a little bit later on. And it might be him that uh, mentions that he might be loaded. I don't know if that's 
um, there. So anyway, what are your thoughts so far, Abby? Any, any standouts for you or are you just going to keep it on, on the down low till we go through a few more? I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> um, or break too many hearts just with the first one. Oh, but, right. I mean, 29, you know, I'm 23. Kind of good age, but maybe someone a little bit younger. All right, well, that might lead us on to our Bachelor B. Uh, now, he is currently 21. Oh, a baby. Too young. Oh, he's a baby. <laughs> he lists his relationship status, and this is I don't think this is going to help his cause. Currently single, but on the prowl. <laughs> His club is the Newcastle and Coalfields Rugby League Referees Association. His preferred position is watching from the stands with a tin in hand. <laughs> and his occupation is, did you know I work in the mines? I'm an apprentice electrician. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. unfortunately, Tani, you might know who that yes. is. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work in his favour or not. Uh, so, I'll let you have a little bit of a ponder on that one. So, we've, we've classed him. He's the baby of the bunch, I think, yes. although... There's um, well, there's a bit of a mixed age. There's a couple more around that. He's oh no, he's definitely the youngest by, by a few years. Looking at through this, so uh, the others might be more in your age bracket, girls. Okay, go on to Bachelor C. Uh, he is 28, again single. Uh, tall timbers, a bit of a trek, and his preferred position. I like this. He's obviously a team man. Is the last reserve. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> look, look, sometimes you just need those players, especially in that Newcastle and Hunter footy. Sometimes you need to just need the guy that you know will always turn up no matter what, and he'll probably play wing, front row, hooker, lock, wherever you throw him. At you know, he might he might only be a six out of ten every week, but you know, six out, that's consistency. That's that's not a yeah. bad that's not a bad mm-hmm. trait. Team player, exactly. Absolutely, someone you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Very very good quality. Exactly right. Uh, so next up is Bachelor D. He is. He's the uh, senior sit of our bunch, if you will. He is 32. Oh, yeah. Again, single. We're going well with that. That's a good start. <laughs> it is a very no, good They're start. all singles. That's all right. <laughs> uh, his club is the West Rosellas. His preferred position is hooker. He mixes a bit of the backs and the forwards there, I think, if you're a hooker. You know, you've got a bit of ball skills, but you're also yeah. prepared to get in and get, get your hands dirty. And uh, Tani, this might relate a little bit to you. He's a special education support teacher. Okay. Uh, you know, you'll have a little bit, a little bit to talk about there. What's standing out there, girls? A little bit older. Um, I think being a special education teacher definitely stands out because I think it proves he's very patient. Um, I have done a bit of work when I was in high school, you know, with the special education unit at ours, um, and I think it kind of just opens up your eyes a little bit, you know, to how I think. Um, what am I looking for? How much we take life for granted, mm-hmm. yep. um, and how you know some people don't have it as easy, but. Most of them are the happiest, you know, kids I've ever met. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, him being a teacher, you know, around such positive, but sometimes tough times as well. So that occupation obviously worked a lot better than, do you know, I work in the mines. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just for the 2021 nominees, you know, maybe <laughs> you take know? some notes. Are you going to throw your hat in the ring next year? <laughs> and we'll get on to Bachelor E. He is 30. He's single again. He is from the Dora Creek Swampies. I won't penalise him for the fact that he spelled his own team name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's a a centre, so I was tipping front row based on that. um, I'm a bit of a grammar Nazi. Yes. (laughs) Need to know people who can spell the difference between there and there. It's two two O's, so I'm going to allow it might have been a typo and he just didn't get the time up because he's putting it into the long word and answers Mm -hmm. his thoughts. So we're giving the benefit of the doubt. And he's a pipeliner. I'm not sure what that is. It keeps making me think of arts and crafts and pipe cleaners, but, you know. Uh, I don't think it's anything to do with that. 
I, I'm, I'm guessing it's like someone that actually like lays like large pipes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like lines the inside of pipes. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I'm not sure. Yeah. Look, it, it, it sounds sort of, you know, tradesy, labouring, sort of that sort of end of the world, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we can probably agree on that. So we might, uh, we'll take a little break and uh, give you girls a moment to uh, start telling up your scores from round one and then we'll, we'll fire back through them. So we're back after the girls have had some time for judging of the first round. So we might go through and we'll start with you on each of these, Tani. So let's go. We'll start from Bachelor A. So our, our man from Newcastle Uni, what have you given him out of 10? I've given him an 8. That's um, a good start. Yep, yeah, based on his age, um, the team he plays for and his occupation. I'm interested that, you've, you, that you've, the teams come into it. That's very interesting. Yep. I'm not going to ask you outright candidly about you know which teams wouldn't rate well, but um, anyway. You'll find out shortly. <laughs> oh, will we? Abby, what have we got? I've given Bachelor number A a seven. Yep. Um, pretty much just from what Tani said, you know, sounds like he's got a pretty uh, steady job, you know, plays for uni, and I think, yeah, although I did say 29 was too old, now it's pretty much a good age compared to the rest, so <laughs> I'd go back on what I said. He's the best by default. Excellent. That's what, I'm sure that's what he wants to hear when he works out who he is. Um, all, all right, Bachelor B. Abby, what have we got? I have given Bachelor B a number five, um, yep. mainly just because of his age, which I know is pretty I think, shallow to judge on. Uh, that's all right. As you know, there's a but lot of things to take into consideration. You don't, you know, just you know, maturity. You don't want to be a cradle snatcher. All these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he's still got a couple of good years in him just, you know, prowling around. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> it. that's his word. Maybe he should come back in 2024. Yeah. yeah. That, that might be the go. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Tani? Um, I've given Bachelor B a six. Um, as Abby said, he's aged a little bit too young, um, but that, a positive. That, I was going to say, is this where you're going to come back to the club? Yeah. yeah this is the, <laughs> you don't like that club? You've yeah. got to be careful playing I finals footy this weekend. I won't comment on <laughs> <laughs> Um And he does have a good job. Okay, so he does. Very very early in the season, he's good, in a good job, an apprentice, <laughs> but yeah, good future there in the yep. mines. Um, all right, Bachelor C, and we'll keep going with you, Tani. I've given Bachelor C a seven um, because of his age, um, and I like that he's a bit of a, um, a team player, um, also a bench warmer by the sounds of it, um, but seems to play everywhere, every position. So Yeah, so, lovely. Yeah. Abby? Well, I did originally have him as a nine, but he did wow. lose a point for not having an occupation. So yeah, so we're just assuming that not having an occupation, he's uh, unemployed or he's doing something that he can't declare on, mm-hmm. on, on a public mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah. so Bachelor Number C has got an eight, um, mainly because when I was talking about banter, you know, putting as his position as the last reserve, I think is quite funny. <laughs> Seems like he, you know, can take the piss out of himself, which is funny. Yeah. Um, the age is also very, very good. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad he was born in the year that he was. <laughs> well, well for him. Yeah. All right, let's jump on to, well, while we're with you, let's jump on to Bachelor D. Bachelor D, I have given him an eight. Um, probably would have been a little bit lower because of the age, but he really did earn some brownie points um, with his occupation. Excellent. Tani? Yeah, I've given Bachelor D a seven. Um Look, he would have got a bit more if he didn't play for West. <laughs> bit of a rivalry there between Central and West, obviously. Yes. Um, but he does have a good occupation in education. So. 
So, Not yeah, bad. so if I tell you that he's going to sign with Central next year, would he get a point more? I don't know if he is. I'm just throwing that out there. Or if he's in uh, next year's round, then maybe. Yeah, right. That'll, 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 that'll help his course. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Okay. And Bachelor E, Tani, what do we got? Um, I've given Bachelor E a 7.5. Oh, we're splitting points now. Yeah. Um, good age. Um, and not a bad club, Dora Creek. Um Make sure you spell it correctly next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's that half point. <laughs> um, and the centre position, not bad. Well, you set it back, so yeah, it's yep. boating well. And All a right. good, I suppose, a good um, occupation. He has a job, so he has a job. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he managed to get his job into the application, <laughs> unlike unlike one of our other bachelors, yeah. Bachelor C. So, yeah. and what about you, Abby? I've also all given Bachelor E a seven. Um, kind of like what Tani said, Dora Creek. I've played out there a couple of times, and it's. You know, been in a really good community and had heaps of fun. Um, job, don't really understand yet <laughs> what it is, but it sounds sounds cool. Um, yep. And the age, yeah, not not bad. Right, that right zone, excellent. All right, well, we might go through now before we get into the second round of questions. I'll go through, and I went through as I said, and it was more sort of the uniqueness of the answers, a little bit of that banter that you were talking about before. I gave them some scores, so I'll fire through those, and we'll do a tally for where they're at after my scores in round one. So. Um, Bachelor A I've given an 8 out of 10 So that takes him to a total of 23 Bachelor B I've given a 5 out of 10 I wasn't really impressed by that uh, on the prowl I think that showed a bit of that uh, age that we might have flagged there So he's got a bit of work to do If he's going to get back up amongst the leaders on 16 Um, Bachelor C I gave a 7 So that takes him up to 22 Bachelor D, I gave him a nine. There's a couple of questions later on that he addressed pretty pretty well and I thought he put some actual thought into where some of the others are a little bit uh, fly-by-night quick as they could to get them in. So he's uh, on 24 and he'll be our clubhouse leader after the first round. And Bachelor E, I gave him a six. Um, some good answers, but a couple of them that he looked, just looked like he was you know going for either a cheap laugh or just to get the, the bare minimum put down. Uh, so that takes him to 20 and a half. So... Um, there's only a few points separating all of our bachelors at the moment so it's still anyone's game with three rounds to go so let's jump into the second round of questions the questions here so we're going to ask them to describe themselves as a rugby league player in ten words or less we're going to ask them how would their teammates describe you on the field in three words how would their teammates describe you off the field in three words and what their best attributes or traits are so it'll be quite interesting to see there's some interesting I think there's going to be some answers here that might um, yeah, there might be some answers here that you, you might get a bit m- much more insight into some of these guys. And we're going to go in reverse order this time. So we're going to start with Bachelor E. Um, let me know if you need some more paper here, girls, too, for your scoring. There's a couple yeah, more sheets there. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll start with Bachelor E. So he's our man from our, our centre from Dora Creek. Describe yourself as a rugby league player in 10 words or less. I play because I love it, passionate, proud and tough. His teammates would describe him on the field as hard as nails. His teammates would describe him off the field as off the rails. I'm not sure if he's going for some poetry there. or um, His best attributes are he's tall, he has great hair, a winning gap in his teeth, dreamy eyes, and he's modest. That doesn't sound very modest. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he might be going for the uh, irony, irony in the modest there, but that's all right. So that's Bachelor E. So he plays because he loves it. He's hard as nails. He's off the rails, off the field. He's tall with great hair and dreamy eyes, he tells us, and he's modest. <laughs> Bachelor D. This is our, our hooker from Wes. Uh, he describes himself as he plays with passion and doesn't let his teammates down. Uh, his teammates would describe him as uh, a dedicated, enthusiastic 
and uh, high high sportsmanship. Always a good trait. Uh, off the field, they describe him as a good friend who's funny and a club man. And his best attributes or traits, being the best role model he can be for his two sons, loyal and adventurous. Oh, that's beautiful. Jump on to Bachelor C. This is our last reserve from Arimba, mm-hmm. the Tall Timbers boys. Mm-hmm. And fitting with that, describe himself as a player. Not the best, but just out there having a crack. <laughs> how, how would your it's teammates honest. describe you in three words? Keep bench warm. <laughs> this one I'm not so sure about. How would your teammates describe you off the field in three words? Drunk, annoying mess. <laughs> that sounds ominous for you two girls who both spent time around men's football teams. Yeah. Honestly, sounds like my type of bloke. <laughs> I've got to be entertaining, if nothing else, as long as you don't have to clean up afterwards. Uh, best attributes. I don't miss training. I attend all games, even though I probably only get picked three to four times a season. Oh. So he sounds like he's dedicated. He's a battler, but he's dedicated. Uh, Bachelor B, who is our, our referee, who's on the prowl. Um, <laughs> describe yourself as a player, a rugby league player. My playing ability is the main ref- reason I referee. <laughs> Um, how, would you, how would your teammates, and obviously he's talking about his fellow referees here, describe you on the field in three words? Safe as houses. Um, how would your teammates describe you off the field in three words? A larrikin who is hardworking and reliable. Some good traits there. There's that hardworking word. Yeah. <laughs> and your best attributes and traits. Cool, calm, collected, motivated and a bloody good egg. All about using bloody as a describing yeah. word. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's I'm bloody a, here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't mind the good egg. So. Good egg, yep. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a good one. He might, might have redeemed his, his youthful exuberance mm-hmm. with some points there, hopefully. And uh, bachelor number A, our man from uni, the lock forward, the rail op manager. Um, he described himself as a rugby league player as washed up. <laughs> <laughs> Chapo's definitely older than that. He's not at Newcastle say, Uni. At, at 29. Yeah. <laughs> He's played a lot of footy this man. I do know that. Um, how would your teammates describe you? Mr. Perpetual Motion. Big uh, word. Um, did he spell it right? He did. Sp- <laughs> no, he didn't actually. He put an extra T in there. I thought he did it first. Uh, he's a forward, so give him a spell. Yeah. <laughs> this might give him away if you know any of the uni boys. How would your teammates describe you off the field? And I'm not sure what this means, but backdoor Samson. I hope oh. it refers to like the back door of the pub and sneaking out and nothing else. I hope so. Yeah. Um, what are your best attributes and traits? I'm smart, I'm loyal, and I'm loaded. <laughs> so there you go. Straight he's to the point. He's straight to the point. Our rail operations manager. So, again, we might take a little break, girls. Uh, any any immediate thoughts out of that? Anything that stood out for you, Tani? Um, all of them, I feel like. Um, They've acquitted themselves yeah, well? Yeah. So, I'll have another read of it and see how it, they go. Anything else there, Abby, before we go to the break? No, pretty much first thoughts. I think they all, you know, were pretty honest with their answers, which is, which is what we want. So, Excellent. We'll take a little spell and uh, we'll come back with some scores. We're back again after some hard thought discussion. Uh, it didn't quite get heated, which is good. It's a bit early for that, girls, but um, put some serious thought into that. It was some uh, maths almost going on, some you know, figuring it out exactly where they all sat in respect to each other. So let's roll through. We'll go. We went. We'll go through in reverse like we did. So we'll start with E and uh, 
Might start with you, uh, Abby. What do we have for Bachelor E? I've given Bachelor E an eight. Um, I love whether I'm sure it was on purpose, hard as nails and off the rails. <laughs> All about a good pun. And, you know. um, I think I also like how we use the word proud because um, that to me is a big thing. You know, you yep. have to be proud of who you play for and whatnot. So, yeah, he gets an eight. Excellent. What about you, Tani? I've also given Bachelor E an eight. Um, Based on um, being tough as nails, um, loves love uh, plays footy because he loves it. Um, he's proud and passionate, and I suppose because he's tall as well. Mm. well. He says he's tall. That's a very yeah. relative <laughs> word, isn't it? Mm. As a centre, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, tall, rangy centre. We reckon. Yeah. Excellent. All right. What about uh, Tani? What have we gone for Bachelor D? I've given Bachelor D an eight um, as well. Um, I like how I liked how he said he plays with passion, has high sportsmanship, um, and he's been a good, uh, been the best role model for his two sons. And what about you, Abby? Given him a six, which is seems pretty low, but I, I don't know. I just I feel like he might be just telling us what we want to hear. I feel like the answers yeah, are think almost. I think he's playing the game almost. I don't know. They they just seem too good to be true. Yeah. So I, I think a couple more questions will help. You know, sort that out. Flesh that out. Yeah, there's, um, there's some good answers further on in a couple of these. So, but no, definitely like I pointed out. Um, you know, great sportsmanship. Um, that you know he wants to be a good role model because I also think that's very important. So yeah, it's interesting. I was I was intrigued to see how how it reacted. Obviously, too with the uh, the two sons. It was interesting to see. Neither of you saw that as too much of a drawback for a bachelor. So no. that's that's good. Um, we'll, while we're with you, Abby, we'll jump on to Bachelor C. He has gotten a solid eight for me. Um, all about having a crack. Um, you know, again, with the kind of humour about the bench warmer. Um, and, you know, you definitely need a bloke that can keep up with me when, when I'm on the piss. So that <laughs> so sounds like he can definitely do that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, he's, he's, fre- he's fresh from not playing or just keeping the bench warm by the sound of it. So um, he's obviously been practising and he's drinking plenty. What about you, Tani? Um, I have given Bachelor C a seven. Um, I liked how honest he was, um, that he's not the best player, but he continues to show up um, and averages on um, three to four um, games a year. Um, I don't know about being a drunken, annoying, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. All right, lovely. And Bachelor B, Tani? Um, Bachelor B, I've given a 6.5. Um, I like how he said he's a good egg. Um Hardworking and cool, calm and collected. Excellent. What about you, Abby? I've given him a five. Uh, I feel like I'm being, you know, pretty harsh, but it is a very tough competition. I feel like there's going to be a few that could lead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Not, not really vibing him at the moment. Is the age still what you're rattled, do you think? Or? I, I think so. Yeah. I think, you know, I can't really hold on to things, but... Thing I'm still holding on no, to that's, that's all right, that's all right. Not a problem. And what about Bachelor A? He has also gotten for me an eight. Um, <laughs> you know, referring to him as washed up. <laughs> Pretty funny at 29. Um, Mr. Perpetual. And not that I care about money because, you know, I'm all about equality and, you know, both paying for things. But, you know, knowing that he's loaded. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all right. 
And what about you, Tani? Um, Has the money got you across the line? or Not necessarily the money. I've given him an 8.5. Oh, um, big score. Yeah, somewhat similar to Abby. Um, I like how he said that he's smart and loyal. I think that's a big – I think loyalty is a big one for me. Um, and, yep. you know, it's a bonus of him being um, loaded. Yeah, well, like that's, that's, that sounds like that's just an added bonus. I think you would have probably still scored pretty well without that. But yeah, uh, I'd, I I back you on that. I yeah. don't think him being loaded earned him any points. But yeah. Look, we've had a bit of a chat outside of, outside of recording. I don't think you girls are chasing the money. That's for sure. So <laughs> that that gives us a leaderboard now at the end of round two of Bachelor A on thirty nine and a half, Bachelor D on thirty eight, Bachelor C on thirty seven, Bachelor E thirty six and a half. And our poor old baby of the group, Bachelor B, back on twenty seven and a half. He's got his work to do, but there's still. <laughs> another potential 40 points to be gained. So it's not over yet. So he could still sneak his way in. It might be a long way back to win, but he might sneak in for a podium. So we'll jump into round three. And now there's only three questions in this one. And the three questions that we're going to go through are, what are your worst attributes or traits? What are the three qualities you look for in a woman? And what is your ideal first date? So these these could be interesting. I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I was blown away personally by any of the first dates. So don't set the bar too high, girls, okay? (laughs) I'm, you know, all about it, having a snitty at the pub. Well, you might might, um, might go all right with one or two of the boys. They they haven't gone out with the um, white linen tablecloth at the five-star restaurant, that's for sure. I'm very fussy, so I wouldn't eat at a five-star restaurant. (laughs) All right, so Bachelor A... Uh, his worst traits loves Uber Eats and he's shit at replying <laughs> and he did say shit at replying so he's straight to the point um, he's looking for someone who's active business minded and driven and mm. loves country music Ooh, so he would have a good time at Strad Radio he would yeah mm-hmm. yeah. and his ideal date would be a morning coffee date at table one at Warner's Bay he notes that that is a free plug so if they want to give him a coffee he's up for that <laughs> but he's loaded so what's he need a free coffee yeah. for <laughs> So that's Bachelor A. Bachelor B, his worst attributes or traits are he's hooked on social media and he can be a little needy. Three qualities he looks for in a woman are kind, honest, and his third one is curvious. I don't know whether he meant courteous or curvaceous, but <laughs> you can take maybe, pick, maybe a bit of both. Uh, or maybe he's just making up his own words knowing who he is. So Now, his ideal first date, now this should rate pretty well, is a snitty at the pub, of course. <laughs> He Definitely might, he might, he might, he might have brought himself back here. Mm-hmm. Abby's turning the corner on the young whippersnapper. <laughs> Bachelor C, worst attributes. Now this doesn't bode well for him after what he's already said as his uh, how his teammates describe him. Probably get too drunk at home games, and I'm always the last one to leave the pub. <laughs> Three key qualities in a woman, and I like the honesty in his last one here: fun, active, and pretty. Oh. So you know, not, not many of them have referred to looks, but you know I think that that'll probably be in the criteria for a lot of the boys. Ideal first date, my usual go-to is just a pub feed and a couple of drinks in the sun. So they keep, they're keeping it pretty classic, which, you know, as I said, no, no one's swinging for anything too outrageous, but they're keeping it real. Yep, absolutely. Bachelor D, worst attributes. Uh, I'm a bit of a night owl. Uh, indecisive and making decisions. And overly competitive. I can relate to that last one. Can be can be a good thing when you're playing footy, not so much necessarily always in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the three qualities he looks for in a woman is a good sense of humour, caring, and good with his kids. 
ideal first date, something easy going or relaxing, a walk along the beach, the sunset, take it for a drink and a nice meal. Bachelor E, our pipeliner with the uh, winning gap in his teeth and the dreamy <laughs> eyes. His worst attributes, I'm a mama's boy. I'm too <laughs> kind and too generous. That's, I can see that modesty just coming through. Mm-hmm. Too kind and too generous. Uh, three key qualities he looks for in a woman. Funny, independent and loyal. Uh, and his ideal first date is a little bit different. To go on an adventure to see or do something we haven't done before. I love it when I or other people step out of their comfort zone. So plenty to take in there in the third of our four Ooh, rounds of questions. Any, anything stand out? What's leaping out? Obviously, uh, Bachelor B's redeemed himself a bit with his, with his schnitty. That's exactly what, as soon as you said that, I went, oh, here we go. He might, might turn the corner. What else stood out for you girls? I like how easygoing they all seem to be you know, yeah. laid back. Yeah, pretty much exactly that. And I think it really gives us more of an insight on, you know, the type of people that they are. Um, all of the first dates sound really cool, really fun. Oh, so, so, boys, if you're listening, just mm-hmm. drop, Abby, drop, drop Abby a message, <laughs> slide into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if they're buying a pub snitty, I'm sure that you'll take, take a free pub snitty, Abby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, why not? They, they Especially at Stroud, and Stroud I'll, on a Saturday I'll buy the <laughs> What a deal. All right. Well, we might take a little bit of a break and we'll come back with our scores for this round and our final round of questions. All right, we've got three rounds in the books and the girls' heads, I think they're starting to hurt from all the thought they're putting into this. They're taking it very seriously, which is good to see, uh, putting a lot of thought into a lot of consideration, having to track back through some answers and dot their I's and cross their T's. So might try and get through these scores as quick as we can so that we can keep on track for time. But we'll start with you, Tani. Bachelor A, what have you given him in this round? I've given Bachelor A a nine. Um, Best score of the day so far. Yeah, he said um, that Uber Eats was... One of those things. Was it bad trait? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that bad. Um, but shit at replying. <laughs> Maybe we could work on that a little bit. Um, but I do like how he said um, he looks for um, a female that's driven, active and business-minded. So, yeah. Not so much country music? Not really, but... Look, it's not, it's not offensive. He's not listening to death metal, <laughs> at least, I suppose. What about you, Abby? I've given him an eight. Doing well, our leader. Um, yeah, mainly kind of backing up what Tani said, um, the country music to me. Not not that I listen to it, you know, all that often, but when you're in Stroud, sometimes you don't have <laughs> don't a choice. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it's good music to bring everyone together and, you know, have a good time. So um, the shit at replying kind of lost a point for me, but then it also at the same time gained one. Um, because, you know, you don't want someone who shit at replying, but you also... You know, you don't want someone who's on their phone 24-7 like one of our other bachelors have yeah, um, noted. I'm, I'm not going to throw too many stones. My, my partner's in the background listening while we're doing this and she'll very, very keenly let you know about how much time I spend on the phone. So anyway, we'll move on to Bachelor B. What have we got there, Abby? Bachelor B's gotten a seven. He's on the improve. Yep. Um, definitely, you know, mainly Snitty at the pub has absolutely scored him some points. Um Needy, for me, has lost a couple of points. 
It's a very just, honest answer, but yeah. Yeah, um, just, you know, I you know, work very often and I'm sure a lot of girls do when there's nothing worse than, you know, someone who needs affection or attention 24-7. So, yeah, and they're getting the hooked on social media. Tani? Yeah, um, Bachelor B, I've given him a five. <laughs> um, yeah, him saying that he's needy as a school teacher, I have to deal with. 26 needy students. Don't need a 27. I don't need an extra one. Um, Hooked on social media. Mm, Not the greatest, um, but I do like how he said um, he, for for a first date, um, a snitty at the pub. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, What about Bachelor C, Tani? What do we got? Um, This guy, um, I've given, sorry, Bachelor C is a seven. He um, seems like he's a bit, of, a bit of a fun dude. Um, obviously loves to be at the pub by the sounds of it um, and looks for inner female, fun and active. So, yeah, seven. Excellent. Abby? Yeah, I've given him a 6.5. Half points are back. Yeah. Um, I do like how, like Tani said, he's looking for someone, you know, he's fun and active. Um, I think they are two very important attributes, especially... When looking for a partner, um, the pub feed, you know, got him a couple of points. The too drunk kind of makes me think that, you know, when you go out, you'll be the one taking care of him um, or just leaving him on the side of the road somewhere and <laughs> being the being responsible for what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, 6.5. Uh, what about Bachelor D? He has gotten a seven for me. Um, indecisive, just... Because I know, you know, when someone asks you what to put on Netflix, I never know. So I just need someone to go, look, this is what I want. This is what we're watching. And someone to take a bit of control. Yeah, that's the end of it. Um, the night out, if I'm not at work, I'm, you know, in bed by nine o'clock. So don't know. Don't know how that's going to work, but all yeah. right. Um, but I do like how he said, you know, first date, just something easy going, watching the sunset. It sounds... Fairly, fairly nice. classic and the option to go dinner mm. and drink if you want to kick on afterwards. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Lovely. What about you, Tani? I've given Bachelor D a six, um, similar to what Abby said. Um, a night owl. I'm not much of a night owl. I'm usually in bed by, you know, 8 o'clock most nights, <laughs> 8.30. Um, but I do like how he is um, competitive. Um, I suppose that's good to an extent um, and easygoing. So, yeah, a six. And Bachelor, yeah, Bachelor E, Tani. Sorry, I lost my place there for a second. Um, I've given Bachelor E a eight. Um, I don't mind that he's a mummy's boy um, and that he's kind and generous. I like that. And um, he, by the sounds of it, he likes to step outside of his comfort zone. So that's a, that's a biggie. And what about you, Abby? Yeah, he scored the highest for me in this round with a nine. Um, again, you know, don't mind that he's a mama's boy. I'm all about someone, you know, he loves his family and not, not afraid to show it. Um, I like that for the first date he definitely said something for an adventure um, and, you know, to step out of the comfort zone because I think, you know, that's always fun. I love, you know, doing things that you've never done before, um, especially, you know, looking for a girl that's funny, Um I think, yeah, that's why he got a nine. Also, nothing wrong with, I think, being generous and kind. 
Lovely. Well, that, um, that brings us to close the third round. We've got one round of questions to go. The leaderboard, unfortunately, our friend Bachelor B has consigned himself to last place. Uh, he's tracking back on 39 and a half. I think his age has crueled him, the <laughs> poor fellow there. Maybe take a few years off, young son, and uh, come back and greet us in a couple. But hopefully he can finish with a flurry and uh, get himself up closer to the pack. We've got Bachelor C on 50 and a half. Bachelor D's dropped back there with a bit of a quieter round. He's back to 51 and a half. Bachelor E on the charge, 53 and a half, but a three-point leader. Bachelor A, 56 and a half. You know, he's dropped that he was loaded. I wonder if that's playing on the girls' minds here. <laughs> Honestly, I completely <laughs> forgot that that's... No, I know. I'm just staring you. Yeah, it's all right. He's, he's, had some, he's had some good solid answers without trying to go too outlandish. I think that might be a, a tip for people in future, just straight-up answers. So let's get oh, into the yeah. final round. It's a two-question round here. So um, now it'll be interesting to see Bachelor A. He's put some references to some local footballers in here who might or might not go over the heads of the girls. So um, the two questions are the song that would describe them best and why they should be voted the Bachelor of the Year. They've just got a, you know, a one-sentence reason as to, um, to state their case, I guess. So the song that would describe Bachelor A the best is As Good As I Once Was by Toby Keith. <laughs> so he's, this he's is re- the bloke that's washed up, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's really playing on that. And uh, obviously with him too, it's a country music song, Toby Keith. So, uh, and the reason he should be voted is because he has the pick-up lines of Dave Dryden, <laughs> the charisma of Jared Rodimer, the body of Buddy Matthews and the voice of Jacob Briggs. I don't know if you girls know who those people are. I actually met Jared Rodimer on a train um, on a way to Justin Bieber concert. Those dazzling Sydney blue eyes. A couple of years ago, um, him and his mate. And yeah, I d- d- def- definitely charismatic. So. Yes, um, I'm not sure about the body of Buddy Matthews. <laughs> Tani, do you know any of those boys that were listed there? Uh, I, th- I know of Jared, uh, yep. his partner. Um, right. Yeah, she plays uh, for Central, or not currently, but um, yeah. Did, did she used to play for uni? Yes. She yeah. did. That's why Jared went over there to uni. So. Yeah, she's an absolute gun player. Yeah, yeah. she is. Mm. One baby down, another one on the way. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's why congratulations. <laughs> yes, he's doing well, Rots. But um, so, yeah, the others there are some uh, more seasoned veterans of uh, Newcastle Rugby League. So, it might have gone over the head. So, I don't know how that's going to score, but we'll move on to. Bachelor B, and I, I look forward to our young man's answers to this. And uh, his song that best describes him, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. And why should he be voted the League Castle Bachelor of the Year? After viewing the playing talent, it's a no-brainer picking someone who stands out from the rest. No one stands out more than a man in pink himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting take. Uh, so that's Bachelor B with his Aerosmith. Uh, Bachelor C, and I'll be honest, I don't know this song. Um, he said, Jackass, if you're going to be dumb, you've got to be tough. <laughs> I don't know whether that's me showing my age, but um, I'm a bit worried with the music. I outdate all these boys by some, by some a year or two at least. <laughs> some of them by a good decade or more. Um, and he should be voted, well, I guess someone has to win and why shouldn't it be me? <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, our last reserve. So, yeah, seems to apply that attitude to life. But t- turning up is half the battle, though. He's a bloke that gets the participation award. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like uh, a good friend of mine when I was up in Darwin. He won the uh, most improved four years in a row. Oh, good to know that he was always improving, though. Yeah. Well, as I said to him, I said, you must be a gun now. And, geez, you must have been horrible to start. <laughs> but you kept turning up. got to start from somewhere. That's it. Um, Bachelor D. The song that best describes you. 
Ziggy Alberts Follow the Ocean. Whenever I'm doing photography, I'm always playing some Ziggy Alberts, but this song represents me taking some form of photo that involves the ocean or surfing. He's a bit of an amateur photographer. Uh, and why should you be voted the League Castle Bachelor of the Year? Because I'd like to think I'm a guy who would tick most boxes for that special someone. I'm caring, thoughtful, honest, a good dad, hardworking, have a good sense of humour, love sport, the beach, a beer, music, camping, photography and being adventurous. That's a very long sentence. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm not sure. I, th- I think it's two sentences technically, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not the teacher here, so we can get you to grammar check that later on, Tani. <laughs> and um, I, di- I didn't specify that it had to be one sentence, though. It was just a short answer, so <laughs> I'll let him away right. with that one. He's um, really sold himself there. And finally, Bachelor E. What song best describes you? Ice cream by Muscles, because there's nothing that can't be made better by eating ice cream and dancing with your shirt off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's good. And why should you be voted the League Castle Bachelor of the Year? I'm new to the area. I'm a country boy who missed out on Farmer Wants a Wife. <laughs> so this is his second choice. Yeah, well, <laughs> at least at least we made it as his second choice. Joe Woodbury still hasn't contacted us, so, you know. Well, he <laughs> got on, he worst, got on the first the choice. Yes. <laughs> Although you, you were telling us before, Abby, you know, you, you've only appeared here because you didn't get on Big Brother, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, the application went too late. Yeah, so, there's <laughs> so a, there's, is there going to be another Big Brother? I bloody hope so. All right, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see you on TV then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, it's a good opportunity for the boys to uh, get in, get in early before you get famous. <laughs> you reckon? Meet the future winner of Big Brother. That's me, twenty twenty one. Single Bay slash Stroud Zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So what stood out there, girls? Any any really good answers? Any answers that puzzled you or stumped you? No, I was kind of had really high hopes for his answer. Um, not disappointed by it, but I was hoping for you know something a little bit better. Something a little more. Didn't just want a, a farmer wants a wife reject. No, but I mean you know it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you seem pretty happy with his song though, the Ice Cream by Muscles. So. Yeah, yeah, I am all about that. Um, number A, I I liked his answers. How he you know kind of compared them to some of his mates, obviously that. You reckon, yeah, he's the, you reckon he's got the best of all of them, so... Shows good banter. Yeah. How about you, Tani? Um, scrolling through pages and pages of notes yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, similar to what Abby said um, with E. Um, I do have high hopes for Bachelor E as well. Um, it's that tall, it's still got your hook, tall centre, it's yeah. still got your hook from the start. <laughs> maybe he's a little bit shy still because he's new to the area, so he doesn't put out too much at the moment. Oh, he, is, he did say he's, you know, he's a country boy, so you know some of those can be a little bit, uh, a little bit quieter. Humble as yeah, well. You know. okay. yep. Yeah, I'm still questioning he's humble after some of the other things he said, but that's <laughs> all right, I'll let, I'll let him have it. But all right, we'll take one final break and, and we'll come back and we'll get some scores and announce our inaugural League Castle <gasps> Bachelor of the Year. Here we go. Uh, yeah, and, and, and this song, this is a special shout-out for Bachelor B, so he'll enjoy this one. <laughs> We're back. There's a little bit of I touch myself by the Divinals for Bachelor B. Um, based on the scoring, I think that's going to be uh, the way his night wraps up. Unfortunately <laughs> for the young guy, but uh, like we said, come come around again the next time the Olympics do, and you might be uh, uh, offered a better start uh, on the age bracket. But um, or maybe we just need to get some younger judges, girls. 
maybe. It might have crawled some of the old boys in this in this contest though. So um, Abby Abby at the start was you know questioning twenty nine, and then we had a couple of boys a bit older, so she started to find a happy medium there. But we'll get into it. the last round of judging, the last round of scores. Uh, let's start with you, Abby. Bachelor, we'll mix it up. Let's go Bachelor C. Bachelor C has gotten a seven. Seven, yeah. For me. Um, you know, you can't help but think about some of the other answers that they've given. Um, but I did like in this one how when he was asked, you know, why should it be him? And he pretty much replied with why not? Because it's very fair. But he's, all <laughs> about, he's, all, he's all about just turning up to get a start, which, mm-hmm. you know, you turn up enough times, you'll get starts. That's how he gets his four games a year, I think. So good on him. What about you, Tani? Yeah, similar to what Abby said, I've given Bachelor C an eight. Um, <laughs> I like how he said... Um, when the question was, why do you think, why should you win it? Um, and he said, someone has to win. <laughs> I thought that was pretty humorous. Yeah, he's, having, he's got a good sense of humor. I think our Bachelor C and uh, quite happy to take the mickey out of himself. <laughs> what about Bachelor B? Tani, what have we got uh, here? I've given Bachelor B a six. Um, I do like the song that he chose, um, but I don't know about his answer as to why he should win A Man in Pink. I'm not sure about that answer. Look, I think a man that can rock pink is confident, but I think when he's trying to identify that he stands out from players just because he's a referee, that's probably... <laughs> look, there's not many girls out there, you know. As a, as a referee, I'm sure that, you know, we all, we all need to find out our, uh, our true match, but, you know, there's not many girls that when they're going through their list of things and we're talking about eligible footy players that are going, you know what, I want the referee. Want the referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, what about you, Abby? I've also given him a six, um, mainly because I, I do really like the song that he chose. <laughs> Um, Music taste going well for mm-hmm. for our young bachelor. Yeah, very important. Um, I think he was trying to be pretty witty with his with his answer about you know standing out in pink because obviously we know that he's a referee. Um, but yeah, I think I would have liked something a little bit more. I don't know. Just a little bit more. Just 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 not that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about uh, we'll go down to Bachelor E. He's been rating well. He's been finishing with a bit of a flurry. Our Bachelor E got seventeen in the last round. He has. Um, this time I've actually gone and given him a seven. Um, mainly, like I said before the break, just I was a little bit disappointed. I think I've kind of set the bar pretty high for Bachelor number E. Oh, number. <laughs> Sorry, we, we knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's, been, it's been a long afternoon. Right, compared to the boy spelling, that's, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, seven I think is still, you know, very, very good score. I, I do like the song that he picked. But, um, yeah. Gets a seven. Lovely. And Tani? Uh, Bachelor E, um, I've given him an eight. Um, I don't actually know the song, but anything to do with ice cream is a good time. Yep, um, I like it. Um, and I did have a look at his previous answers um, and I felt like he was a, a little bit shy um, to an extent um, when he said, um, why, should, why should he win it? Uh, new to the area. Probably could have answered a little bit better than that, but that's okay. Maybe he's a little bit shy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. So um, that gives us Bachelor E. Let's go to Bachelor D, and then we'll finish off with our clubhouse leader, Bachelor A. So Bachelor D, what have we got there, Tani? Um, I've given Bachelor D an eight. Um, anything to do with ocean um, is good. I like that. Um, and I also like how he said um, he's a guy who ticks all the boxes. Lovely. Abby, what have you got for him? Uh, for me, I've only given him a six. 
Um, mainly because I'm pretty pale and I don't spend much time at the beach because I just get sunburned straight away. It's odd for a girl that lives at uh, lives up in the bay. I know. No, I'm all about you know fake tanning on a Thursday. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, better than skin cancer. So yeah, unfortunately, that didn't really hit the mark with me just because you know I would rather you know go to a pool or just have a cold shower when it's really hot. <laughs> Um, I, I do like how he, you know, described that he ticks most boxes, um, you know, that he likes camping and that he's a good dad. So, yeah. And finally, Bachelor A, what do we got for him there? You know, go first, Abby. I've given him an 8.5 um, just because I'm, you know, kind of going back to him, referring to him as washed up um, and that, you know, his song, um, definitely, I definitely rate that. Um, I like how he, you know, kind of compared himself to his mates but still put him as the alpha. Yeah. Um, it shows good banter, which I kind of keep referring to. So, yeah. And Tani, the final score of all of the judging, this will be the deciding as to whether or not, uh, look, I'll put it this way, it's come down to Bachelor A and Bachelor E. Mm-hmm. So what have you given him? I've actually been pretty brutal <laughs> with him this time. Bachelor A, I've given him a five. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just not not sure as to what he said. Just not buying it. A yeah, little, little bit of a vague it. reference to some some some, uh, some people that you might not know. Yeah. I was wondering if that might uh, might might hurt some chances, but uh, I guess we'll know in a second when we go through the final wash up. So we might uh, we might jump into that final wash up, and uh, we'll start with um, Lucky Last, a man in fifth. Uh, I think the positive for him, we might have talked about it before. He's got you know, it's like those young athletes that go to the Olympics and they go, look, you got a couple more games in you, so. Um, he's, he's made his debut on the uh, League Castle Bachelor year early, but uh, he wraps up with a score of 51.5. Unfortunately, he's a little bit uh, a little bit behind the pack, um, but a bit of maturity in his years will uh, see him uh, undoubtedly climb the ladder in future seasons. In fourth place on 65.5, we have Bachelor C. So, well, I might reveal who they are as we go along, actually. So Bachelor B was none other than Nathan Everly, who was actually a co-host of our regular episode today. Uh, Bachelor C has run fourth on 65 and a half. So he's our, our last reserve, Patrick Hickson from the Tall Timbers Club. So thank you, Pat, for entering yourself in and putting yourself up for some public judgment. Good work, Patty. Uh, look, there's only four and a half points of separated first and fourth, so you're not far <laughs> away at all. So, you know, ladies, if you need Pat's contact details, if you're listening in, feel free to reach out if, you, if you're looking for a, a man who keeps the bench warm, can be a bit of a drunk, annoying mess, <laughs> but loves a pub feed and a couple of drinks in the sun. Uh, then he, he's your man. Uh, third place uh, is our single dad, Matty Richards from the West Club. He's finished on 66. Um, the the mm. point for West didn't uh, didn't cruel his chances of finishing any higher, fortunately. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's done very well. He's taken a podium place, Matty. So you know, girls, if you're looking for you know caring dad, he's a special education support teacher, two kids of his own. Um, and if you're a night owl, because that seemed to really hurt him with the two judges today, yeah. so you might be the perfect match for Maddie. So again, you know, just and the other thing, he's an amateur photographer, so do check out his uh, stuff. He does some really good stuff with the drones, and he's getting pretty seriously into it. Um, and then in second place, our runner-up. It's nervous. It's nervous. I don't really know who I want to win now. Yeah, I don't know either. It's our man Joey Bobbin from the du- the Dura, as he spelled it, Creek Swampies, <laughs> the tall centre with the gap in his teeth. He's finished on 68 and a half points. So he's been pipped uh, for first place by a point and a half. So our outright winner is none other than 
Bachelor A, and he's the captain coach of the Newcastle University Seahorses, Dwayne Sampson. So our, uh, yeah, Sambo, he's done very well there. Uh, I'm sure Rots egged him on to get into this, so I'm sure Rots will be giving him plenty, and uh, that'll make up for missing the finals for sure. Uh, Bigger prize than winning an A-grade title, the the inaugural (laughs) League Castle Bachelor year, so... Uh, very well done and uh, we look forward to hopefully running this next year or the girls have suggested maybe a bachelorette of the year so uh, you know Tani you might throw your hat in the ring Abby yeah maybe probably most definitely still be single by then 12 12 months is a long time anything could happen so uh, well thank you very much girls I know Abby you've probably got a dash to get to training do you Oh, I'm sure Chapo will understand. Well. Yeah, once, once you explain it was Lee Castle, you know, he is the uh, number one patron of mm-hmm. Lee Castle. We love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, thank you very much for your time. Good luck this weekend. Both got big semi finals, so good luck. Um, Actually, versing Newcastle Uni, so. You, you will be, so. Uh, that'll, be a tough one. that'll be a tough one. Third versus fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, both, uh, both big semis. Second versus third, taking on Maitland yep. on Saturday. Yep, do or die. And yours will be teams. Saturday as well. You're playing at Malabula. Yeah, yep. so. Um, and you guys up at Maitland. So good luck for those. Uh, hopefully you can both make it through. One week for you, Tani, two more for you. Uh, and uh, make it through to the big dance and maybe lift that trophy again. I know you've both done that in recent years. So all the best. And again, thank you very much for your time and uh, uh, being here to cast a much better eye than I could have over these uh, five fine specimens that have thrown themselves up for public judging and probably some ridicule from their mates. So <laughs> That's right. I would yeah, just like to say thanks to you for organising this and you know obviously it wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for you so thank you it does you know take a lot of time and effort um and also yeah thanks to the boys for putting themselves out there and gi- giving us girls a laugh and hopefully love does come up from it for some of them but yeah see what happens maybe their inboxes will blow up now yeah well that's it you know if you can't get in touch with them and you can't find them just flick it through to flick it through to the page you know <laughs> boys girls whoever just flick it through i'll send the messages on uh, but again, thanks, girls. Good luck. And um, thanks, yeah, thanks, Thank everyone, you. for tuning in. And thanks to the boys. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's been a long episode, but a big thank you to all of our guests. Uh, firstly, to Nathan Everly for helping us do the rundown on the first week of finals for both the Newcastle Rugby League and the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League that is ahead of us this week. Also, a big thank you to our lovely guest judges, for the League Castle Bachelor Year, Tani Milgate and Abby Rayner from Central Newcastle and Stroud Raiders, respectively. A big thank you, as we did at the start of the show, to our great sponsors, Texbet and Newey Threads. They've been uh, a good partners for the show this year, and as we start to wrap up the season, we certainly appreciate their support. Make sure to chuck your tips in for the tipping contest. They will be live Friday morning. You will only have a 24-hour window to get the tips in for this week, unfortunately, just due to some technical difficulties, but they will be up. Uh, And, of course, make sure to give us a rate and review on iTunes or on the podcast platform that you listen to us on. Check out our social media channels, LeagueCastleAU on Instagram and on Twitter and LeagueCastleAUS on Facebook. Click us through a message and let us know what you thought of our Bachelor of the Year this year. Our five nominees did a great job in putting together their nominations and a big congratulations to University Captain Coach Dwayne Sambo Sampson who ran out the Bachelor of the Year, our inaugural winner. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. Enjoy your finals this weekend and we will catch you around at the footy or next week on the show. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. Albert, Albert, 
You're listening to Leadcast, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.